well, well, well. You've made it to episode two of the Good Anime Palette podcast. It's been it's been it's been a good journey so far, but uh, we're glad that you're still on this journey. As always, I am Will, and uh, on my on my right, I've got well, depending you can't tell because this is an audio only podcast. I've got Jason with me too. That's a very long introduction, Will. Yeah, but I'm trying to still find my way to introduce this podcast. There's many ways. I mean, again, fine palettes, right? We can go long, go short. Yeah, Fast yeah, and yeah. Furious. I mean, or just take our time with it. Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, right? Drift Kings. Yeah, oh, I imagine they did a Fast and Furious anime. <laughs> actually, they kind of do have one. Initial already. D, right? Oh, well, I was actually going to say skates, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's been a while. Uh, it's been uh, two weeks uh, since our last recording, uh, so we're glad that you're still sticking with us. Um, but you know, during the past two weeks, uh, quite a lot of things has happened. Not just in terms of us, you know, watching new shows or catching up on stuff that we've had in our lists, but also quite a few things within the the world of anime and manga news. So usually, when we plan our podcast, we have a docket and always the news story. Other than I guess episode zero had three stories, it was always just one or hey, we could cut this out. Yeah, it, it got to a point where we looked at what was happening in the world of news with an anime, and it's like, okay, we'll talk about this five minutes, ten minutes, and then move on to the next one, whatever. We're actually kind of in a bind right now. Because our news segment is overflowing, and our what we've been watching has been rather slim. Yeah, there's been a lot of updates in the past two weeks in terms of n- not just you know new shows showing up, uh, or manga or series that are ending, but also the fact that there may be a few controversial tidbits that have also happened in the past two weeks, which we'll cover to yeah. some extent. And also, the what we've been watching, we watched a lot of the seasonal stuff. We will get into one of them, but I feel like we just the same stuff, nothing much else to add to that. So we just cut a lot of those seasonal discussions out. Yeah, the stuff, for example, like Cells at Work Black, we've talked about how good and how fun it is but there really is no need to harp on what happens every episode so just go watch the show uh, and then afterwards you can let us know if you enjoyed it there really is no need for us to flesh out more of the story more of the plot we want to focus on stuff that you know really is titillating and really does you know grab people by the you know the cojones the cojones the cojones the the cajones all right so um I, i think we should start off with stuff that we've been watching lately i mean Outside of the seasonals, I think uh, you spend some time watching other shows, or is it still very much like keeping up on the seasonal track? So, I was keeping up on the seasonal stuff, and then on Valentine's Day of all days, an anime showed up. Like, random Pokemon showed up. A, a wild anime just showed up. A wild, wild anime just showed up. Right? Well, what, what show are you talking about here? It's called Vlad Love. And six episodes of it is currently released on Crunchyroll, and it re- got released on Valentine's Day in Tokyo. Vlad, love, right? So yeah. is it like just some sort of like, is is it a Russian romance slice of life or? Uh, it is a little bit of a romance. So what it is is based... not not Russian, no Russian. No. Uh, do you like vampires, Will? Yeah, of course I do. You like Twilight, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Team Bell. I don't even. Uh, oh yeah, that's the girl. Right? That that that's the meme. That's I guess. Kristen. That's <laughs> Kristen Stewart, right? Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Don't worry. Is, is it, Twilight the anime is coming out in winter twenty twenty one? Yeah, produced no, no. produced by Will and Jason. I guess I don't know. Are you seeing the OP or me? Uh, 
I'll do the I'll do the ending. I'll do the ending. Okay, okay, cool. I'll do the OP. Yeah, a so, lot of pressure. So, Flat Love, um, you mentioned it, it dropped on Valentine's Day. It's like actually yes, Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, yes, wow. February fourteenth, midnight, and it's about essentially of hmm, how do I describe it? It's mainly women or high school girls because high school, right? It stars a girl who is a vampire and her counterpart, which is a high school girl who has a fetish for donating blood. And the reason why this is relevant is because the vampire cannot, doesn't want to kill anything, but still needs to drink blood. And then... Oh, so it's an altruistic kind of vampire... Yeah, it's 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 look, the show is super weird. It's super weird. Like their their live action stuff, live action footage superimposed with anime footage on top of one another. It's really weird. Wait, 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 wait. There's a cross between live and animated within the same There is her- helicopter aerial shots of a city. And that's like I I don't it's made by the guy who did Ghost in the Shell. You know Ghost in the yeah, Shell, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the super yeah. famous, you know, anime movie, the one I love okay. a lot. He created and directed and wrote part of this series. This series, if I had to describe it to someone without talking about the plot points, it is the zaniness and fourth wall breaking of Deadpool mixed with the, the styles of storytelling of the Monogatari series. Which is really good. Which is really good. And Animaniacs. Yeah. Yes, Will? I think they actually revitalized. They rebooted the Animaniacs. Wait, really? Yeah. I think they actually have like a new like series. Uh, is, it, is it in Japanese anime form? I'm sure it, if we were to watch it on Netflix Japan, they probably would have it in Japanese. Which I actually found out. If you were actually looking for anime on... Like, no no shit Sherlock, right? If you actually look up anime on Netflix Japan, a lot of them don't have English subs. It's just Japanese. And for some reason, they have Japanese dubs. And then the Japanese subs. And they're just it's like, you're speaking Japanese with Japanese subs. I don't understand why you couldn't just license to have English in Japan too. I I don't know, but tomato. I mean, whatever, right? So what's what's tomato in Japanese, Jason? Tomato. Tomato. Yes. There, there you go. Great. I'm so good at Japanese. Ask me anything about Japanese culture. <laughs> so okay. So I watched four of the six episodes that were released. There are two ops which they alternate every other episode. So one for the odds, one for the evens, and all I can say is that. It's a massive reference anime, and they troll the crap out of everyone. So, you've seen Death Parade, Will, I know. I absolutely fucking love Death Parade. The opening for Death Parade, would you say, is very uh, different compared to the content of the anime itself? Oh, dude, the OP for the opening for, uh, for Death Parade is super hype. And fun. It's it's a fun time. And then you start watching the episode and just like it just hits you like a fucking it's it's like a pool ball, like a billiard ball just hits you in the face. Right. This does that, except it's the opposite. The opening of the first episode is super dramatic, super like cryptic with the symbolism and everything. And then the show starts. And it's just there there's so many references. 
they make a Fallout 4 reference. They make a My Hero Academia reference. A Darkstalkers Mor- uh, Morrigan reference, of course, because vampires. But but Morrigan is a, is a succubus. Succubus, yes. And then there's a Mega Man reference. There's a Virtual Fighter reference from all those video games. There's Street Fighter references everywhere. So, and, okay... So then there's it's tons it's referencing everything everywhere. And then the fourth wall breaking is insane. Like one of the characters who is the school nurse who just so happens to also know how to uh extract blood out of people, you know, like a what hematologist, I think. Yeah. And she just one at one point stares at the the screen like the viewer and just starts talking as if you were there. There is a running gag where the main character has an internal monologue, so she's not speaking, but then it just so happens everyone around her can hear what she says and comments on it. There are manga panels that move in and out like some animaniacs type stuff. Like, what? It It's weird. It's it, super weird. But at the same time, you mentioned that, like, with the different opening songs per, like, odd and even numbered episode... The fact that they have all these different sort of like character or like property references within the episodes, it, it sounds like a very well put together, meticulous kind of show. So, like, I mean, you're enjoying it, right? You're you're having fun watching it. So here's the or, thing: or is fun like a really broad word here? Fun is a very broad word here. It has currently uh, my anime list rating of five point nine eight, which for those who don't go on my anime list, that score is absurdly low compared to just in general like it's almost like a one out of five yes yeah and it is not indicative of the quality of the anime but it is also not that much better do you feel like because of like maybe certain tropes or maybe certain aspects of the of the show that it just gets um unfairly judged like you know how like certain genres um, tends to score like maybe one and a half or maybe one point lower or if it's like a shonen and it's super hyped and it immediately gets like an extra point in the rating even though it's been done before and it's generic as heck. You mean like my uh, belief that Yuri and girl love stuff and I guess Yaoi boy love stuff always gets ranked like one point lower than it actually is. Yeah, like that. Like, do you do you, like it's? I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to compare apples to apples here, right? But it's more like, do you feel that there's might, there might be some unfair treatment oh, of the property? And there's also Yuri undertones here, but I think it's more of a bait than actually being explicit. Not about. Actual, not actually actual central theme. To no, no, no. It just so happens that everyone's women and the main two heroines are like living together, so it's just. I just, it's weird. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, you should check it out just to see what it's all about. The tone is all over the place, but I think that's the point. I would have not expected this to come from the same person who did Ghost in the Shell. Right, and and this is all on uh, Crunchyroll, right? As you mentioned six episodes released. Is it because it's a six-episode? No, 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 no. They come out every week from here oh, on out. Oh, it's just that six of them are out. Yes, right, okay. in one go. Right. I think the C- episode one premiered in early December, and then... They just did a, a six-episode drop on Crunchyroll. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, yep. if you got a, if you have, uh, got a sub to Crunchyroll, go ahead and check it out. Six episodes. Um, this is from, from the sounds of it. It could be a, it could be a fun time. 
you might be able to pick up maybe some some holes in the show, but nonetheless, it should still be a fun time, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's anything else you've been watching outside of Flat Love, or is it more just like the seasonals that we've both been watching? The seasonal stuff that we've been watching. Cool. Okay. But at least Flat is seasonal, right? Because it came out uh, yes officially before because episode one dropped before, but everything else dropped just yeah last week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say though. The 25th of February is High Rise Invasion on Netflix, and I will check that out because I read the manga, and oh, it should yes. be cool. I want to check that out, too. So look forward to that next episode. Cool. Okay. So I've been terrible when it comes to watching. I mean, I've, okay, I've, I've watched my seasonals and stuff, but really isn't all that much I need to update on, like Attack on Titan, Dr. Stone, that kind of stuff. They're still good. Still watch them. But... There has been a show that I've been watching that's not actually seasonal. It actually is a show that came out a while ago. And I haven't told Jason what it is because it's just one of those little games. Such a troll. It's one of those Such games that I like to play where I'm watching something and I watch. I like to see him squirm when he tries to figure out what it is. And- it really bothered me for half a day and then I got over it. And then throughout the next couple of days, you were just, hey, this show. Really good. What is it? Is it like the five stages of um, acceptance where it's like grief? You mean? Yeah, grief. Where it's like you have like um, what is it? I forgot the five steps, but I think and now it, it, is it like acceptance now for you or yeah, sure, okay. So, do you remember a while ago um, we were talking about music and anime and then anime music videos? And one of the videos we talked about was Shelter uh, that was done by Porter Robinson and Madion. Yes. So do you remember which studio did Shelter? A1. A1. And the reason why Porter Robinson picked A1 is because they made his most favorite anime. Yeah. And I decided, you know what? Like, it's on Netflix. Oh, God. I just needed to see the flower that bloomed. It was fucking Anahana. I watched Anahana last week. Fuck. We were supposed to watch that I know, but okay, 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 okay. Oh God, this is live, right? This is new to new news to me. Oh my God, <laughs> hold on, I'm trying to process this right now. So, did, you watched all of it, right? I watched all of it in two days. Did you cry like a little girl? So you you know when we talked about Violet Evergarden, uh, in episode ten, right? Yes, right. So imagine that, but every episode is episode ten of Violet Evergarden. I cried like a baby boy. I cried so much in the last episode. It was I. I, I mean, there were points in the episodes where, like, I was like, you feel the, the 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 bullets just like swelling in my eyes and ready to just ball. And then the episode ends. I'm like, okay, I've made it through. I, I'm you not- lied to me. You said it wasn't on my list. It isn't. It is. Is it on your plan? Okay, it was. I mean, I didn't watch it obviously, so it's on my plan to watch list. But you said it wasn't on my list. Maybe it was because of how many shows you have on your total list that didn't actually load a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, you have to really scroll down several times. I, I'm not proud of it, but I'm also proud of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the show is very different from what I'm used to watching because. So I was looking through Netflix, and I realized, okay, so I've already watched Black Lagoon, I've watched Gurren Lagann, I've watched Kill a Kill, I've watched Dora Hedero, Devilman Crybaby, uh, and I've read the the manga for Demon Wonderland and Tokyo Ghoul. So a lot of the, the more heavy, dark, edgy kind of shit, I've already watched. There's no need for me to try and find 
anything else that's dark and edgy. Well, you know, there's a plethora of other shows on Netflix, right? There's like A Place for the Universe, there's Carol and Tuesday. There's a lot more sort of light and fluffy stuff. So I thought, mm, maybe I'll check something out. Then I saw Anahana on the front page of my Netflix. I'm like reeling back in my chair. Sorry, it sounds like I might have farted. No, it's just the leather. Yeah. I'm just, oh, I'm just going to kick it back and hear this. Okay, we'll continue. I've never cried so much watching a show. Like, legit, it was actually, at one point, like, uncontrollable crying because of how emotional certain episodes got. Now, it sounds like this is something you probably should avoid because not... I don't think everybody wants to subscribe to a cry fest. It, it can be emotionally destructive. It really did wreck me as soon as I finished watching it. It actually made me question a lot of things in my life, wondering where my place is in this universe. And really, do I, do I really mean a lot to the grand scheme of things? I, I actually think people might think that you're trolling, but I know that you genuinely... Yeah, I yeah. You okay. you understand what I mean, right? Like it's it, it was it was a really heavy hitting show, not because it was like action packed and dramatic and stuff. It was just it was just a very sweet and wholesome show, but that it followed a very sad story. It is basically in my mind because I haven't seen it, but I will eventually, and I guess now I have to expedite it. Yeah, is, you have to watch it. Yep. It is the clan ad principle of you know you're gonna ball. You know you're gonna feel emotions, so you're funny enough. Both episodes, uh, both seasons of Clanad and Clanad After Story are on Netflix. Oh, great mystery anime number two, bring it! Yeah, I mean, it's it, the truth is out there now. Maybe. Okay, so uh, I should watch Anohana. I've always wanted to watch it. The music is amazing. I've heard the, so many the, good the, things. The, the OP is so sweet, and then the anytime I hear the ending for. I don't know, Wait, the ED? Yes. So here's the thing. You okay. know, you know how like I I am religiously against watching skip open, intro, skip yeah, credits. I, yeah. I, I I always do that, right? Not this time. Oh shit! Did every, that break you? Every single episode I watched from beginning to end did not skip an opening or an ending, which is probably why I cried every single time because uh, the ending is just it's so sweet. It's so gorgeous, Li- but it just reminds you of how sad this fucking story is. Listeners, I want to cement this in the history of this podcast and my friendship and brotherhood of between Will and I. I think we I think we broke Will. I think we got it. It's fucking happened. Back it up, boys. Yeah, it's really- Back it up. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, episode over. The podcast is finally done. Yeah, just just pick up the stuff. <laughs> we, we got him. <laughs> No, like you understand, like you understand that w- w- with me, I I like watching, like I'm I'm a shonen fanboy, I'm an edge lord. I I like watching shit where people get fucked up. I like watching things that tend to have more fucked up themes. This is a complete 180 to my usual palette, uh, because it's one of first of all, it's it's got bright, beautiful colors. Well drawn. It's A1 pictures. They do good shit. So are you saying that you're going to paint the world now not with black, gray, and white, but with vivid colors now? Look, the fact that I actually listened to both the opening and the ending for every episode, I'm questioning a lot of things in my life You're now. a changed man, Will. Yeah. So I guess that oh, – and speaking of which then, because of that, um, because uh, the director and the, the, the producers for the show also did um, Toradora. Uh, a couple years before that. So I, I watched one or two episodes of it. 
eh, this is okay. I if anything, I'm just gonna stick with Anahana, and that's it. Wait, that's it? I was about to say, where do you go from here? Sorry, that was really loud. Uh, maybe Clanad. I have been watching a place further than the universe, which is also another good Wait, show. Wait, when on. when did this? This, this happened on uh, two days ago. How much of a place further than the universe? Two episodes. So they haven't gone to the. No, no, no. no. Okay, 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 okay. She, she got on the train. That was it so far. Uh, not, not spoiling. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm ready to get more into the slice of life emotional shit. I, I'm. Sh- even the ed- this is the silence is even, marked by my, sh- my even sh- an edge lord needs a hug every now and then. Okay. Yeah, you do get a hug. It's just surrounded by. It's just the Iron Maiden hug, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, spikes and barbed wire and shit. Uh, but watch, watch Anahana for sure. Again, it comes with a warning. If you feel that you might be a bit too emotionally frail after watching one episode, I understand if you want to put it aside because it it can hurt you, it can emotionally destroy you. But it's rewarding, isn't it? It. I I I'll say this. It's a ten out of ten for me. Done. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's At go. At the very least, a nine. Okay. If this can make you feel that way, speaking of shonens, do you know what got our blood boiling, listeners? Will and I watched Jujutsu Kaisen, episode 17. We heard the memes before on Reddit and everywhere about how awesome this episode was. All I got to say is girl power fucking awesome episode bro i think actually a lot of um outlets for like um anime discussion forums and news have been talking about how the issue with some shonen series is the representation and the treatments of female characters i think that jujutsu kaisen did a really good job in trying to balance that shit out Obviously, the central character is still male. There's still a lot of things we haven't seen from the other male characters. But I think they're doing a very good job in showing that, yo, we're not like Bleach. We don't treat our female characters like shit. And I think it's done a very, very good job. Oh, my God. The episode was so good. The episode was entertaining as fuck. Yeah, it it just got really hyped. And it doesn't help that the episode before that regarding the guys was such a stark contrast to... Uh, everything oh it's just so so good dude they kick ass some of my favorite characters are like like i don't i, I, I don't give a shit about all the guy characters now. i don't i don't i don't we know they're we know they're strong cool cool but are they like as strong as the women in the, in the show? no no they're not yeah i just it was really good yeah but again though like from from the the manga readers of uh, Kaisen, they mentioned that so far, they haven't reached that peak. There, it, we haven't reached the pinnacle of Jujutsu Kaisen where it would actually help to propel, maybe even explode manga sales. So according to friends who have read the manga... And read it as well. It's basically um, one of the more current arcs, which is called the, the Shibuya Incident. And that one has been running for well over 60 chapters, which is quite long for an arc. Very, very long for an arc. And they just said that you need to watch it. It, it, in, it like when it when it ever gets adapted, you need to watch. You need it. You, you need to sit down and get hyped. Basically. I mean, we could talk about the, the manga sales and all that. We'll probably get into that later. But the fact that 
people say that it hasn't had that that Demon Slayer episode effect yet. We're just waiting to see what it is, how hype it is, and how much bigger this fucking show gets. Yeah. All right. So I have have other mystery surprises have come up. Will is, find, is this another time? Find I just, out in the next episode of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. Usually, you'll you'll find it'll probably be something that, again that's on Netflix. But again, given how extensive your plan to watch list is, you probably would be able to guess it next time because. Once you've now figured out what I've been watching lately, I mean, like outside of that, I've also been watching Irumakun, I've been watching Food Wars. Um, I'm thinking of starting Haikyuu. So there's a lot of things that I'm playing catch up on. I mean, again, other shows I, I that's on Netflix that I haven't watched, like March Comes Like a Lion, uh, Your Lion April, those things. All good shows. I actually thought you would have watched Your Lion April before you would watch Anohana, but I guess you never know, right? Does this, yeah, well, I mean, Anahana has already completely destroyed me, so I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for your line, April. I'm probably gonna cry again, but I'm fine. I'm I'm a strong person. I can do this. Oh my! I just I, there is so much silence coming from my end so far in this episode. It yeah, is this just, is not this is not scripted. I'm just sh- I'm like legit shocked. I don't know what to do. Well, here you go. I mean, next thing you know, next episode. Can we just move on? God damn it. Next episode, Jason tells me he's watched all of Black Lagoon. You've watched all of Devilman Crybaby. Yeah, so so I'm I'm gonna fight back, right? Retaliation, isn't that how it is now? Yeah, just keep me on my toes. I'll, I'll just pleasantly surprise me. Oh, it's just guerrilla warfare yeah. between you and I now. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, I think that pretty much covers up the the shows that we have been watching. A lot of seasonals, uh, a couple of uh, gems that uh, we've been exploring that have been on our plan to watch list. So we're going to have a quick transition over to looking into the world of anime news. Welcome to the Anime News Network. No, I'm joking. That's trademarked. I can't use that. (laughs) You can't use that. Jesus Christ, do we have to censor it? Well, to be fair, actually, um, we... Are, are copyright laws really hard in Japan? I think they are, actually. They're, they're super hardcore about it. Cool. Uh, I'm not going to... Do, do, um, the comments of William Wong do not reflect <laughs> a good anime palette podcast. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, okay, we do yeah. get a lot of our news from uh, Anime News True. Network. One of which is actually really interesting, right? So... Um, if you if you remember us talking about um, ratings and databases for 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 manga and anime, one of the the biggest platforms we use is my anime list or MAL MAL for short. Um, recently, a big a big sort of transaction transition merger. What do you want to call it? It's investment. An, yeah. So um, a a huge investment has come in into the MAL platform in which. Large publishers known as, uh, would you say there's the, the big three of of? Oh wow! Japan? Okay, yeah, definitely they're they're titans. Yeah, yeah. So we've got the three, which uh, some some of you will probably know all three. Some otherwise you might know a few others. Um, so we have uh, Shueisha, probably one of the more well known ones uh, for running uh, Weekly Shonen Jump (WSJ). Uh, we also have Kodansha, who run a similarly named uh, Weekly Shonen uh, magazine. And then we have um, someone that doesn't sound like you know much, but they actually produced some of the uh, more popular uh, manga and anime series. Like, for example, um, uh, Mob Psycho 100, uh, Komi-san, 20th Century Boys. 
Dorahedro, Fly Me to the Moon, um, Shogakukan, that is the other studio. So all three studios have actually uh, you know, invested into my anime list. So now I think it's like a, through a, a third party allotment. I don't yes. know how they're divvying up the uh, the shares or like the sort of a total ownership within the company. Basically, Japan is pumping a lot of money into my anime list. And there's a lot of, I guess, online speculation as to what does this mean. Some people are more optimistic in saying, well, then a lot of the issues that people have with my anime list, such as the fact that the website looks like it is made in the 2000s, might have an updated look. The fact that there are some user features that are not supported in general. The fact that the app that got released, the My Anime List app that got released on Android and iOS is very under-featured because, for example, they don't have a manga section. They only yeah, have an anime it, section. It's very, very light. There's a lot of uh, within the UI as well as um, access to the database, which um, there's a lot of gaps. Yeah, there's no forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you can't access the forum through the app, so you have to do it through a, a web browser, which is not... It's purely a Google search, but for manga and anime, and you don't have all the stuff, uh, just for anime. Yeah, no exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are saying good things that, oh, maybe this you know surge of money would do good. But then a lot of people are saying, okay, what about advertisements? What about the darker oh, side of all these? But, but that, that kind of shit's always going to happen, right? I mean, especially when you have money involved, you're going to find ways where companies are going to try and make more money. I mean, you can say that through this, they're trying to corner the market. But what else do you expect, right? My anime list alone was not going to be able to support itself this long without any further developments. They needed to have more money come in. So I think this is, it's a good thing, especially from a, a, a business standpoint. It's definitely a good thing. I think this is a wait and see type of thing. Mm. But to me, I, unlike my real personality, I'm more optimistic rather than pessimistic about the way things turn out. I mean, obviously, with the new money that's being injected into my anime list, we're hoping that the platform runs better. Um, it's easier for us to actually interact with the app so that we don't always have to use it from a desktop it's it, it could be cool. I think yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. So uh just uh going on to our second piece of news real quick. Hori Mia. Uh this is all you because I still haven't watched it yet. I've only watched two episodes. Anything what, well, how, how, isn't it good? Isn't it good, Will? Wait, wait. So now that you have been shut up corrupted hey. by the fluffiness, have you <laughs> Have you looked at Hori Mia in a new light? Have you reassessed it? Let's let's do this step by step, okay? okay. So okay. For, first, I'm going to... So it's a 12-step program, right? Yeah. So first, I'm going to watch uh, Clanad, followed by Clanad After Story. Wait, I need to do that, too. Okay. And after that, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch Your Lie in April. Okay. And after that, I'm going to go into uh, anime movies and start watching things like A Silent Voice. Yeah. My and, favorite movie uh, of all five time. Five centimeters per second, or is that what it's called? Yeah, five, five centimeters per second. Yes, very and, good. Uh, a few other shows, too. A few uh-huh. other movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just to really... You know, make myself as as emotional and fluffy as possible, and then maybe we can talk about watching Horimiya. Okay, so I love Horimiya, the manga. I love Horimiya, the anime. It's currently airing this season. Everyone should watch it. I will stop talking about it because I wouldn't stop talking about it. Except the manga is ending soon. In fact, super soon, and it's ending after. 10 years of serialization and will end in March. And 
I'm a bit conflicted, but also 10 years is a pretty long run, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of manga series tend to run for, I mean, even Demon Slayer only ran for four years. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, you can't really compare the two. But um, it, And it's look, a rom-com. I think rom-coms to have legs like that is actually pretty difficult. You can get pretty dry after a while. I mean, especially if we're talking about, like, long-standing series or even, like, mainstream shows where a lot of it is centered around romantic comedy. It can get dry after, like, a season or two. So the fact that this has been running for 10 years, it, it, one, it shows it's got a very strong fan base. And two, it also shows that the writer is flexible enough to be able to create a story that has lasted the test of time. Yeah, agreed, definitely. So manga's ending next month, and that's about it. Oh, actually, in terms of the anime that I've been watching, I forgot to mention, I also watched uh, Thus Book uh, Rohan Kishibe, which is uh, the OVA from uh, from JoJo. Oh, okay. We're going back, huh? Yeah, pretty cool. Um. Won't say much about it. Just watch it if you're a JoJo fan. If you're not a JoJo fan, don't watch it because you're going to get lost. Okay. So that's the end of that news with Horimiya. And then a bunch of uh-huh. announcements with a new movie showed up and new anime season. So let's start with uh, Demon Slayer since we mentioned that briefly just now. Demon Slayer has been, I mean, for lack of a better word, slaying everything. Yeah. Manga killing it movies killing it and now it's got a new season season two known as the entertainment district or the red light district arc and i have read through that so i know what's up it should be pretty cool how many seasons do you think realistically a demon slayer has left i mean it ended at around two 200 ish chapters 220 so you're you're putting that question to me so then it's now cemented in history whether or not my bet or my guess look, is look, correct. Look through your crystal ball, Jason, and tell me what you think about the future of Demon Slayer. So it, it will either be four or five seasons and replace any one of those seasons with maybe a set of two, three movies that is also possible. Because originally, I would have not said anything about anime movies ever until the Mugen Train, Infinity Train arc movie is decimating box office and at one point it was the highest grossing box office movie at the time around the world that's insane so i, uh, I mean it, it, it just beat um which movie was holding the record your name no your name was yeah your name was second it beat your name i thought you mean spirited away spirited away was uh right no okay. wait okay okay wait, wait people are gonna People are going to like yell at us for not getting this correct. But bottom line is it's broken the record. It is the highest grossing anime movie of all time. And the Red Light District should be pretty funny and pretty action-packed. Looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I mean, no matter how it turns out, whether it's good, bad, anything in between, you, you can't deny that the, the manga artist, the creator of Demon Slayer, this, she, she's had a wonderful, wonderful period of time. And she made a list, Will. Yeah, she's made it to the uh, the Times 100. Look at Times her. Times 100 next list, yeah. Very, very, very good on her. I mean, dude, the, the manga's been running for four years, 2016, 2020. The anime movie itself came out end of last year. And, bruh, like, you don't go around... Uh, wait, wait, the anime ended? The anime movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't go around selling well over 100 million copies of manga and then breaking box up his records and not get recognition for it right so if you were to create and uh this manga and shatter all these records you would just retire wouldn't you you would just be like pack it up let's go 
Hey, it's all good. Dude, I, I actually, I mean, depending on how royalties and how all the different things matriculate, I don't know how much money the mangaka got, but... She probably got a lot. She probably got a lot. Enough for her to just set sail and just, you know, enjoy her. No, but I, I think when people run on that sort of train where, hey, things are going really well. I want to keep doing this art. I want to keep doing this. I'm going to make another story. Yes. So she has said on record that she, the mangaka for Demon Slayer, is going to have a sci-fi romantic comedy as her next work. Mm, you know I love me some sci-fi. And now that I'm starting to get into more slice-of-life rom-com stuff, I, this this sounds like it could be something I'm interested in. I don't know anything about it yet because it's, it's uh, literally yeah, yeah, fresh yeah. off the press. But. Yeah, it, it's literally, this is what I'm thinking. And you can say whatever you want because you are the mangaka of Demon Slayer. You've done shonen basically to perfection that I thought was not even possible. I thought that was My Hero Academia, but I guess I was wrong. And now... Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you want to do it, try. No problem. Yeah. I believe you. Whatever happens, whether you do like sci-fi or not, whether you do like rom-coms or not, just put respect on her name. She's she's done a fucking amazing job for the anime industry. So if we could segue real quick, another person that I respect a lot is Mamoru Osoda. Osoda, yeah. Um, Very famous. Well, I mean... I say very famous, but generally when you compare like his movies to other movies, probably doesn't get as much appeal, but he has made some stellar properties. So Wolf Children, Boy and the Beast, Summer Wars, The Girl Who Left Through Time. I've seen almost most of this pers- this director's catalog. And the best movie in his catalog, which I think is the, the first Digimon movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That was fantastic. Um, but now uh, they've just announced that he's going to be working on a new movie, Bell. Uh, that is releasing in summer 2021, and a 30 to 45 second teaser was released on YouTube. And it looks all- sick. It is so gorgeous. What's What's funny was that like his quote in uh, the 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 interview was that uh, based on all the works he's done in the past, it was only possible like through those experiences that he was able to build this this new movie, this new property. Because the story revolves around a girl who gets kind of disillusioned with reality and jumps into a virtual world. where Wait, she like Zero Experiment Lane, right? Like like Digimon. Oh, like Digimon. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Like yeah. that property, it's right. Basically, okay. basically, it's Digimon Part 2, like the spiritual successor. But 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 really, it's because of the fact that um, you know, he, he's worked on sort of Animorph kind of movies, worked on fucking um, like virtual reality kind of properties as well glued them together and you have bell so let's see how that goes summer I, I, just just from the trailer alone that's fucking fantastic i'm pretty excited for it I, I i don't give him enough credit or respect though because i just have not watched that many anime movies that that's the problem i have yeah so we we've been talking about not, it not just Hosoda, but also like satoshi khan um shinkai makoto like i have not watched many at all and i feel like i need to Hey, uh, get on that train, bro. Yeah, get on the train for sure. Um, so we, we, we're going to wrap this up real quick. Well, we'll oh, real, to, real quick. We'll right. try to because this this last bit of news is probably the heftiest one. Now, another property that came out uh, that got animated for the season is uh, Mushoku Tensei or Jobless Reincarnation. So it's an isekai that kind of follows a similar formula in terms of a kid. No, a person gets killed by a truck and then transported to another world. Truck-kun, truck-kun is, is back. yet again, is just 
destroying. Chuck Curtis at it again. Uh, it was it, it it whatever. I mean, if if it's a trope, it's a trope. They're gonna do this until someone decides they're gonna try and okay, find something so more tropey. J- just in case people don't understand what truck coon means, it just so happens that a lot it's a trope because it's been done to death where trucks have destroyed relationships or killed people. They would kill the main character, and thus the spirit would then get transformed into another world. Hence. It that it's usually the start of a of, of any isekais. I mean, th- that's how that's how it's, that's how it started with ReZero. It's how it started with Konosuba. Yeah, yeah, okay. The truck Kun is everywhere. Yeah, sure. Actually, yeah. do you ever notice what brand the truck is? Is it a Toyota? Toyota? Is I don't Toyota? know. I don't, Suzuki? I don't. I have no idea, dude. Imagine it was an. Imagine, I don't no, know. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 Recently, there have been some publishers um, that decided, you know what, like we're actually going to not continue um, localizing this uh, this manga. So then that meant that the manga artist needs to find new publishers. Uh, and then there's also the issue of the fact that, well, the original source is not a manga, but a light novel. And so Seven Seas Entertainment, which is the English publisher for uh, for the series it is my favorite English publisher. Mm-hmm. Just FYI, yeah. So one of the situations that have come up is when it came to localizing their series, a lot of things either got left out or rewritten or mistranslated. Now there are admittedly some controversial topics within Mushoku Tensei: Jobless Reincarnation, um, usually revolving around. Sexual violence, adultery. You've you've seen part of it. So I'm I'm up to episode six, I believe. Yeah, I'm up to episode six, and I have seen some of it. And granted, it, it is not very tasteful. There are certain parts of the show where it's like the morals are kind of there, but not there at the same time. Like they tell mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. Like they tell you what they're doing wrong, whilst they're doing it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's essentially how I would describe what watching Jobless Reincarnation is. So right. there are certain scenes, certain parts of the light novel, which you know it's all written, so you don't really see anything, but it's extremely graphic. And then when translated into the anime, into the manga, it gets rewritten. Certain things get changed. So instead of, for example, like a character being uh, just describing something, like a certain incident as you know, sexually violent and adulterous, they would then change it so that the actions of this this this, this suspect, this, this person, rather than being sexually violent and adulterous, would be more cheating and womanizing. So making it seem much more like light and therefore forgivable, forgivable compared to how it was originally written in the light novel. Yep. And then so that's you know, there's a bunch of adulterous uh, themes in all of pop culture media. So what makes this any different? What has people's uh, stance on that? 
I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I, I don't really like saying the word. I, I just don't like saying the word at all. But the word rape comes up quite a lot in the light novel. But in the sense that it's explaining, like, the the bad actions, the, the sins, and basically the violence that's been happening in certain parts. But when translated into the manga, it just kind of gets pushed to the side it's like oh it's, it's not that it's it's just promiscuity it's just it's just you know a, a guy acting out his fantasy which i find a lot of issue with and that's actually then like led to why i got banned in china i think the the, the anime was actually taken off of china's uh one of china's biggest uh, streaming platforms uh billy billy because it just basically just showed a lot of immorality and it just kind of went against what people felt as like standard behavior for humans so then that in of itself would have been news, except I think a Chinese influencer. Yeah, his name was uh, Lex Burner. I think like a, like a, a, a kind of like a YouTuber slash uh, on one of the social media platforms, big influencer over there. And then what he did was condemn the series. And then within his fan base, there were apparently people who were into him watching just the anime stuff. And then there is a segment of it that only uh, watches his parts that he watches live action stuff. And essentially, those two sides started bickering with each other because the anime people are saying, how dare you insult this anime that is super successful and super popular even within China. And then the fans of his live action stuff is saying he has a right, he, he, he can say whatever he wants. And then to the point where Lex Burner himself had to issue an apology to, like, you know, fan the flames. And then it got taken down from Billy Billy. And then it's just a publisher, I mean, not publisher, sponsors, Chinese sponsors pulled out of the service. Uh, it's such a mess. Also, I don't think it helped that the the creator of the the light novel also came out and said like, well, you know, people can like what they like. Haters gonna hate. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna keep doing this because this is representative of what I want in my art. This is what I want to write a story about. So if you don't understand it, then you can appreciate something else instead. You, you don't. I'm not saying you what don't he, fan the flames. Yeah, exactly. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's he's adding fuel to the fire. Yes. yes. What like? Oh, I just. I. Uh, what do you, What do you feel on the anime though? Like I don't know why people will enjoy it. I feel like it's very much like any other. It's again, just because I'm now starting to branch into the more slice of the life emotional stuff doesn't mean that I'm going to now start watching isekais. I never really cared for them, and it's still something that I'm not all that hyped about. I I want to be very clear. This is the third time that you have mentioned, oh, now that I'm into slice-of-life comedy rom-coms, maybe I can do this. Is this going to be a thing now, Will? Is this is this a moment? I'm, I'm just trying to tell you that I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bigger, better person now. You know? Yes, you are a yeah. better, bigger person. Do I have to change your Discord title from Edgelord-sama to... The fluffy Edgelord? No, fluffy or, Lord? Or, or like maybe Edgelord-sama, question mark. Only 50%? Half edge, Half Lord? Yeah. Half ghoul, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So we 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 don't want to you know touch too much onto this topic because th- there is a little bit of controversy that we feel could be 
like socially charged, politically charged. It's not really our place to talk about it, but we, we do want to make sure that if anybody in China is listening to this or anybody that has any sort of feelings about the show, l- let's just remove all the political stuff, all the social stuff from it, and, and just enjoy the show or commentate on the show for what it is. It, it, there, there's some good merit to it. It's It's got a good opening. The animation's done well. The story's decent. It's just not quite my cup of tea just yet. That That's all I have to say about it. Just yet. So are you going to watch it? I, Continue? Well, I mean, I'm already halfway. Well, I, mean, I don't know how many episodes it's got for this season, but I've already watched six, six episodes. So I'll probably keep watching it. All right. I guess you'll report in when you do. Yeah. Um, this, well, I mean, let's, let's see if I actually do have any other secret shows I do want to watch first before I move on to that. Way to rub it in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could do it too, man. It's all it's all you. You there's, there's there's so much stuff on your list that you can start cracking it open and just chiseling away. Yeah, but nothing that you would get the same reaction to when you told me about Anohana, basically. That's true. I think it's shocking that I even watched Anohana in the first place and now I'm actually in love with it. Okay. So I think that wraps up our new segment. Yeah, as you said, it, it was quite heavy. A lot has happened, um, but hopefully, you know, we will be able to keep you updated, bring in more news. It, it's just nice to know that even with COVID going on, there's still a lot of developments within the industry, good or bad. We ho- we would like to see more good than bad, but you know, we can't pick and choose, right? So hopefully, we'll get some better news in the coming weeks. Um, and yeah, looking forward to some of the new adaptations that come through. I think we're not too far away from uh, the next uh, season, uh, spring 2021. Yeah, in April, yeah. So yeah, we're getting about uh, six weeks away from it. So a lot of stuff is airing. So we'll probably do a quick rundown in terms of what's coming out in the next episode, just to make sure that everybody is ready to you know log on to Crunchyroll or Netflix and start catching up on some new shows starting from April. All right. And uh, we're just going to go take a break and then get on to our main discussion topic Right. Yeah. So uh, we'll introduce the topic in a bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, this is probably a good time to you know spend a minute to talk about how this episode was sponsored by Nika Coffee Malt Whiskey. Oh my God! Don't no Nika no whiskey. no no stop stop stop. <laughs> no, we just had no. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut this out. Don't worry. I'll yeah, just, yeah, I'll sure, just sure, sure. This all no, out no, that's not gonna happen. You're gonna you're 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 trolling me. All I'm trying episode. so hard to get a sponsor, but you know we'll why? see. Why? Why is it such a big deal? Because I want to talk. I want to. I want to do that. Notice me, senpai. Is essentially I'll, I'll, I'll what you're people, doing. I want people to notice that I notice the sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let that sink in. Okay. Well, we'll get back to you in just a minute, and uh, we will start bringing in the hot and heavy episode topic of this episode for the topic. For the topic. Let's yes. go. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, not bad, not bad. I'm uh, still elated um, about uh, you know, your your shocked discovery that I've been uh, watching Anahana. 
Yeah, enjoy it while you can, bro. I definitely can. But uh, yeah, I think now it's time for you know our listeners to enjoy the the main topic of discussion. Yeah, for en- this en- episode. En- enough about our feud, right? Let's let's get on to the main topic. I don't know why you're getting so salty, bro. I'm... You kicked my ass in the After Dark episode when you were able to correctly guess more anime than my than my list. Yeah, but I didn't. We didn't make a bet out of it other than a gentleman's wager. Hey, you still took the W, okay? All right, I'll take the W. I'll All take right. it. So we're going to get into uh, the main topic for today, which is you know a discussion of something that whenever we talk about anime, it, it, it seems to be perpetuated not just you know within the anime circles, but also I guess in in more mainstream media, more mainstream sort of circles as well. Uh, we're talking about the big three, uh, specifically the shonen big three. So. When we talk about the big three, we kind of need to you know, backtrack a little bit and explain uh, what the Shonen Big Three is. So there was a period of time during the 2000s, I guess you include the late 90s as well, where three shows, of course, that's why it's called the Big Three, uh, three shows had just dominated the market, just dominated everybody's minds. And also include the manga too. Yes, because the whole reason why they're all you know, so big is because of the fact that it derived from uh, the, the manga. Um, that Shonen Jump was pushing. So the three series we're talking about specifically, and I believe that most, if not all of you, have either watched, read, or even heard of these shows. Uh, these are Naruto, One, Ple- uh, One Piece, and Bleach. And I've I've watched all three. I haven't completed all of them. I've watched pretty much all the episodes, minus the filler arcs of Naruto. I'm pretty caught up when it comes to One Piece. And Bleach, I kind of finished like by the time we reached the Aizen arc I finished Bleach to the point yeah the Aizen arc which is what was like the third major is that basically right after the Soul Society arc yeah 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 the, the main one which is where like Bleach was super popular and then it goes downhill from there super downhill uh the one piece the one piece I have read up to a certain point but you have read way past and to the point I can't remember. Uh, Naruto, I've also read very far, but before the big war, let's just say. Okay, so you get to the part like right before it gets boring. Yeah, so I guess I avoided all the pitfalls of... You've watched and read all you needed to for the big three. So the, why, are, why are these three shows or these three properties called the big three? That's a very good question, Will. Right, so... The thing is, right, when we're talking about shows, popularity, success, there's a lot of metrics as to how to quantify a specific property. You know, we're talking about, you know, anime viewership, manga sales, distributions, we're talking about rankings, and it's really hard to group all of them together to definitively say what is the best manga, the best anime. Like, if we're talking, like, for example, ratings, if we look at my anime list, the best anime there is is full Metal alchemist brotherhood and attack on titan the final season is yeah. very close very very close it's literally like down to like second decimal points of like separation and it might overtake it yeah. at one point but then but would you say though that full Metal alchemist brotherhood is like the best show the the one where like if everybody is going to watch one show it has to be that some people would say that some people would i would not yeah, but it's also Brotherhood is also very good. Yeah, so it's 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 an amazing show. Gratefully so, it should be ranked pretty high. But 
for one reason or another, it's it's never historically been considered to be part of the big three. Now, if we were to look into how the big three came about, the the three shows we talked about, right? One Piece, One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto. All three of them are Shueisha properties. The the publishing company that manages all these different manga properties um so they were basically run through shonen jump uh through wsj which is their magazine uh which is short for weekly shonen uh, jump so there was a period of time during the 2000s where either one of those of those series was at the top of manga sales at the top of 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 the ratings I would say a lot of people do not, in the West at least, do not care too much about these weekly magazines or weekly manga magazines, but they would have still heard of Shonen Jump. Yeah, and it's because of the fact that during that time, a lot of shows that were getting adapted were were big Shonen Jump properties. They are a juggernaut. They are trendsetters. They literally tell you guys, the audience viewers, hey... This is the next hot property that would be serialized into anime for the most part. Yeah, and, and, and outside of those, like the three that we talked about, I mean, there are other shows. Like, except, I mean, like Death Note was shown in Jump, right? Death and Death Note is super popular. Jujutsu Kaisen right now is it's shown in Jump, insanely popular. But we, we, what we want to do for this segment is essentially dissect. the the history of the big three, define the term, and really talk about how it applies to the contemporary world now like what it means to be top three or even if the big three still exists because whenever we talk about big three it's always those three shows right one piece one piece bleach and naruto it's always those three but when, when we you literally said as well right bleach up until the social society arc was great and then it just tapered off so there's a lot of discussion in terms of how these shows managed to make it into a top three? Like, is it because of, of legacy and longevity? Is it because of the fact that a lot of people who like these shows attach a lot of like, you know, personal emotion and feelings to them? Or is it really just a big marketing ploy uh, and, you know, Shonen Jump decided just to run with it and really make bank on these three properties? So, Will, uh, I know the answer to this question, but I'm just going to ask on behalf of the viewers, what is Shonen Big 3 in Japanese? Is a Japanese term, isn't it? The they coined it, didn't they? Funny enough, it the reason why. Well, one, my Japanese isn't great, but two, I don't think the Shonen Jump Big Three actually exists as a coined term in Japan. It, Wait, it, what? Funny enough, that because you know they are Japanese properties, you think, oh, they're they're all Shonen Jump. They must have come from Shonen. Shonen must have made this so that we know what the definitive top three is, right? No, it's that's actually not the case because of the fact that even though these manga were running concurrently and also dominating the manga sales charts, it was only really until they got adapted and then sent over to the West that all of a sudden their popularity starts skyrocketing. I think whilst we talk about how, of course, you know, manga being from Japan, anime as well, there must be like a lot of popularity comes from Japan. Therefore, that's why we're able to really say, hey, if Japan approves of this, so does the rest of the world. But when when we're asking anime fans who talk about One Piece, talk about Bleach, talk about Naruto, I don't think a lot of them have actually read the manga. I think a good section has, 
but definitely a lot more uh, audience for the anime rather than the manga. And I also want to reiterate that back then when Will and I were little youngins, the anime market was very different than it is now. And back then, there was only either two avenues in which you would get an adaptation. Either it was an anime original, as in there was no previous property in which it was adapted from. It was purely conceived by the creator, director, producer, whoever. Or the more common route is it was adapted based on the manga of the same name. I would also argue as well that like certain series, the appeal for it to go beyond just getting on screen, but also being able to generate merchandise, get actual like sales from like toys, from cards, from games and models and stuff. Yeah, so it is extremely important to know that it's, it's actually a popular misconception that people think anime is extremely profitable. And it is to a certain degree nowadays and even so back then but i want to reiterate that the anime is actually to my knowledge sometimes even lose money but they recoup that cost either through royalties through merchandise or essentially in uh increasing the popularity of the manga so even though the anime may sometimes not even be good as long as it puts itself out there and people see it, they might seek out the source. So light novels, web novels that dominate the adaptation market nowadays, uh, webtoons, there's just so many avenues in which you can adapt stuff from. Back then, it was either manga or original, and that was it. And nowadays as well, especially with streaming platforms like Crunchyroll, Funimation, Netflix, you, you can maybe make an argument for now, like, there is actually more money to be made within anime, within the industry. But that means that we're talking about stuff that's happened in the last couple of years, right? Specifically with the Big Three concept, this was during the 2000s when streaming wasn't a thing. So a lot of times, like, you really needed to find ways to, you know, generate hype, generate, you know, interest in your property, therefore make money off that. In a way, you could almost say that anime was like a large driver for like the marketing, advertising, and revenue generating for the manga. Definitely, definitely. And it is also important to say that a lot of people watch the, mo- watch the anime and don't read the manga, but then proceeded to uh, seek out the mon- not only the manga that was adapted from, but then be like, oh, okay, what's next? Or, oh, I finished watching this anime. It was really good. What's next? So it not only pro- propels its own property that it was adapted from or the source to, to greater heights, but also just the whole industry in general. Yeah. And back onto what I was saying about being able to sell toys and merchandise and all that. During the late 90s, mid-2000s, this was also a period of time when a lot of shows, say for example, like Pokemon and Digimon, Beyblade, um, Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm not sure you probably remember this as well. Um, do you, if, if I say uh, Bakuso Kyodai, let's go. Four wheel drive. Yeah, like back then, like that was a Gundam as well. Oh, you Gundam, watched the show, Gundam. you read the manga, but a lot of the stuff you attach to those shows is the the the, 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 the merchandise, the toys, the cards, the collectibles you can get that derive from them. So. Loads of people I knew of had 
Gundam models. Loads of friends bought Beyblades. I don't know anybody that has not collected Pokemon cards or even played a Pokemon game in their life. So when we talk about popularity, a lot of times during the mid-2000s, early 90s, there really was like a need to try and find other revenue generators to really try and propel your property. It and, was make or break at the time. And to expand on that uh, idea, anime now comes out every season and there is... 50 to 80 at any given point of every season. So every four months, wait, ever, sorry, every three months, my math is bad. There would be a new, there would be a new plethora of anime out there. Back then, the quantity was way fewer. And it also, like, it's indicative of how, like, seasons roll out now, right? Because a lot of properties now, they usually follow, like, a, a 12 to 24 episode kind of curve system. Whereas back then, a lot of series we're talking about, in one go, they could be spewing anywhere from 50 to 100 episodes. I mean, goddamn, like, One Piece is running at 900 episodes plus. Yeah. There were 750 plus episodes of Naruto. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. It's it's a... It's, it's a different ballgame now. Because of the fact that the, there's just so much more manga that you just do not have the time to build on something. You need to pump it out generate interest if your studio is big enough you pump another property through them and then once enough time has passed you bring back the previous property for a second season or a movie and then you just keep on running that, that interest make more money make more shows that's just the way the industry looks now way different from what it was in the early 90s early 2000s and back then there was less competition it as as we just said there were less anime that would come out all the time so therefore there by definition, was less competition, so everyone got a bigger uh, piece of that pie. However, now, everything is more cutthroat. And I think also, Weekly Shonen Jump being still being extremely relevant in dictating a good portion of the direction of the industry, in of itself, has rankings of their properties and are extremely cutthroat to determine whether or not you succeed or fail not only within the uh, manga market, but also within the anime market as well. So we will probably get into uh, Weekly Shonen Jump quite a bit in this in this uh, segment. Well, really so. I mean, the, the, the big three we're talking about, all three of them are Shonen Jump properties, right? So the, the one thing I do want to get at, though, is you know, we mentioned about popularity, we mentioned about sales, we mentioned about the distribution of the shows and being able to rise above the competition. So... When, when we talk about big three, like, rightly so, do you think that the three we mentioned, One Piece, Bleach, Naruto, that this is the de facto big three? When I first heard of that term, it was always associated with these three properties. Back then, these three properties in their heyday was all, was all not all that there is, but stealing the limelight. There will be there will be properties here and there like Evangelion. Well, I mean, if, if we go back a little bit earlier, right? Like mm -hmm. let's say they go back into the '90s. Like we had shows like Gundam. We had shows like Dragon Ball Z. We had Sailor Moon. Yeah, of and course, those were massive. I mean, the fact that their appeal transcends time. It's they're still like I'd say a lot of like you know Western audiences their first interaction with manga and anime was those shows. Yeah, and even for example, Dragon Ball Z had. Uh, a movie 
uh, la- was it last year? No, it should be 2019. The they have Broly. A, the, the Broly. They also Superman. Uh, no, Superman. Um, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Like, yeah. Super S or whatever it's called. There was a new season of it. But. And then Sailor Moon has uh, Crystal, yeah. Crystal, which is their sort of re, re remastered version. And also, they have actually a new movie that's coming out. In fact, this season. So when we talk about shows like those, right? Like DBZ, like Dragon Ball. Um, Sailor Moon, even Gundam. Those were at the time, like at the height of manga and anime. Why weren't those shows considered big three? I uh, do you think that it's because of the fact that when it comes to Western audiences picking up shows, that there was a lot more proliferation for Naruto, One Piece, Bleach compared to Dragon Ball Z, and because as a kid. Like watching Sunday TV in the mornings, there were always reruns of Dragon Ball Z. There were always reruns of of Sailor Moon, but they also play concurrently with the other shows, the other big three. So this is where it gets a little bit hard to really say why those three shows in particular are the big three. Because no matter what you ask anybody, they'll say those are the big three. I think a good portion of it has to do with. Age. So, for example, I did watch Dragon Ball Z. I did watch parts of Sailor Moon when I was growing up. Like, oh, Slam Dunk too. That's slam Dunk. But I didn't quite understand what I was watching as much as, oh, it was anime, or sometimes people would even call it cartoons, and it was just, oh, okay, this is just the thing that you put in front of the TV, so I will watch it. But then, when I was a teenager, to really start getting into anime and manga. One Piece, Naruto, Bleach was the trend, was the hot thing. So do you think that it was like the acceptance and understanding of anime coincided perfectly with like the popularity of those shows? And when it met at the apex, that was like, this is it. This is this is right here. I think it is the Everest. Ak- yeah, I think it is akin to video games and how Atari or Super Nintendo, you're very nostalgic t- towards that fact because... And that's where people's love for video games blossomed from there on out. I feel everyone, um, not everyone, but it is, if you throw a stick somewhere, you'll hit someone who is into anime and manga through these three properties, the the big three. Yeah, much like when you were talking about Nintendo, it's like you just list a few properties. Like you, you talk about Mario, you talk about like Zelda, you talk about Donkey Kong, it's like, there are a lot of new games that come out from Nintendo that are great, but no matter what, you will always go back to those, even though they came out so goddamn long ago. I mean, for God's sakes, that Area 51 raid from what, two, three years ago, the guy was doing a Naruto run. The Naruto run is like a meme in of itself. I think and I think Naruto, like the whole show, like Shippuden ended in 2017, 2018. Uh, Baruto begs to differ, but I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, so it still exists. Um, so that's the when we talk about the big three, though, like rightly so, those three were popular. But I think that their their height of popularity is very different from each other. I mean, the fact that One Piece is still running, it's been running for twenty three years. I think it started in nineteen ninety seven, so twenty four years now. Then it's got over a thousand chapters of manga, over nine hundred episodes of anime with some filler, and it's consistently the top, if not in the top three best-selling manga. I mean, of course, now that we have Demon Slayer coming in, it's changed the landscape a bit. But 
Oh, actually, no. There was another. There was another manga series that actually um, beat uh, One Piece. Kingdom. Oh right. Okay. Kingdom actually sold more. Uh, but in, that- but it'd be, that's specifically within Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingdom I, is very popular in Japan. But very it, popular in Japan. But it's not as popular elsewhere. And I, I mean, for me, being Chinese, it's focused on the Chinese kingdoms and all that. I'm, I've seen a lot of it already from like Chinese and Hong Kong media. It's, me too. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not like that privy to it anyway. So and, and then now we talk about Naruto. Ran for almost twenty years itself. Ended with Shippuden. We're talking Naruto. Naruto. We're not talking about that. God for sake, Boruto bullshit. If you are a Boruto fan, I'm sorry that you have to watch this just to keep your love of Naruto. Just rewatch Shippuden. It's much better. Or, or just watch something else. Just there's so many, there's so much good anime out there. Read just, Chainsaw Man. Watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Right. And in fact, both of those properties are yeah. weekly Shonen Jump. So they dictate a lot of the popular series. As we said, Demon Slayer is weekly Shonen Jump. I mean, there's I, we can just spend a good ten minutes just naming series that you have definitely either heard of, or consumed the anime, or consumed the manga, or all three. Right. So, when we talk about big three, though, right outside of the three that we've already been talking about multiple times, do you think that the big three exists as a term for? anime and manga now or is it forever attached to one piece bleach and naruto i think the internet and myself to a little to a small degree would always try to see oh who is third second and first you know the trifecta right i think best things come in threes right right and oh except for half-life except for half-life uh mm -hmm, okay and then the shonen jump oh okay uh, oh, the, because the big three was uh, associated with Shonen Jump. So, what is the big three of Shonen Jump today? I mean, we even went through that discussion. No, it was hard. I mean, like hard in the sense that, like, what do you include in it? Because I feel like when you talk about the shows, they have to follow a kind of similar formula, right? It's got to have a, some sort of journey slash adventure. There's got to be some doofus of a main character that grows and becomes insanely overpowered. And they go along their journey and they pick up new Conrads to seek the ultimate goal, whatever that may be. Whether it's to become, you know, the, the fire ninja of whatever the fuck village, Hidden Elite Village. Or you want it to be, like, the best... A death, uh, a death god in, in the world of Bleach or you want to find One Piece to this day I have no idea what the fuck One Piece is but I keep reading it I think I it's a love it. piece of one thing yeah yeah a, yeah. a whole not a half a whole yeah. whole piece I, yeah pirates people keep reading it and I love it it's great yeah you've you've read a lot of it so we, so with shows like this like there seems to be like a similar kind of formula for why these shows are popular so if we were to try to translate that into now like 2021 or like the 2020th century no century the decade are there any shows that you feel would be able to fit in it or do you think that there might be some shows that like as much as they are popular they don't necessarily fit within the big three formula so there is definitely some series that during the heyday of the big three that I would either put right alongside it or they got released before or after. So I think Hunter x Hunter is a very well-known property, maybe way less so now, but back then I read it all the time. I I loved it to bits. 
uh, the remaster a lot of people like in the West and in the in in Asia. I mean, but do you think the 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 appeal it had in the West was as high as the three? No, because I feel it was the big three was more accessible. It was very easy to determine who is good, who is bad. You know, it was very easy to say. You know the the term of a pa- the power of friendship will o- will conquer all. This is that, you know, like the big threes like harps on that all the time. So like Fairy Tale, for example, is also another well known series, and actually has a lot of these traits. So I would also put that in the realm of the big three. I would also. But the only issue with Fairy Tale though is it's it's not. Shoeisha, is it? It's not Shonen Jump. So here's the thing. At least I'm not sure. I think so, is it? Like, double check that while... So, okay. I just feel like, first of all, the themes are very accessible. They're very action-oriented, as dictated by the Shonen uh, genre. It is catered to teenagers, which are... It's the it's the major demographic that subscribe to anime well, and like, manga. Yeah, exactly. And we're not even talking like the eighteen to twenty five with disposable income. We're talking that, like thirteen to eighteen, thirteen to seventeen, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And it's just there was there was so much stuff out there that were good, but then just were not in question compared to these big three. Yeah, um, just running back on what you asked about um, fairy tale. Uh, fairy tale is Kodansha. Oh, okay, I see. So okay. they, they they run in uh, Weekly Shonen Magazine, not Weekly Shonen Jump. But right. I think it makes for a good argument, though, right? Even though it's not a Shonen Jump property, it still follows a similar formula. Therefore, like it, it should have some sort of consideration for the big three. So that's why we kind of want to just break apart this big three. Like, is it specifically for Shonen Jump slash like Shueisha properties? Or do we have some flexibility and open things up? Because if you want to talk about super popular shows, I mean, one mistake that Shueisha did was not sign up Attack on Titan. And that is a massive property. I would say, though, Attack on Titan is a bit more mature than... Pushing Seinen. It's, it's a Seinen, right? Seinen, you're right. So if Shonen... Seinen being more like adult-oriented kind of... Shows and manga, as opposed to shonen. Shonen means the like, teenager in well, siulin, yeah, in, like in, in in Chinese, which is like a younger audience. So here's the thing: back then, there was a huge emphasis on depicting not as much violence. Even though I would say that there is quite a bit of violence in uh, all of these three, uh, these big three. But that definition of what is accepted as general violence has changed significantly now. For example, I think Weekly Shonen Jump, being the juggernaut of the industry that it is, has certain properties now. Either has ended very recently or has still ongoing that contains... A hell of a lot of violence. I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen already, right? We have the Chainsaw Man adaptation coming soon. To some extent, you would also include Demon Slayer in there. Yeah, and it is... I think it's just the maturity of the industry to just expand on that idea. Like, it, if Shonen back then was okay with this level of violence, I guess the industry grew up in a weird way 
and this is now what is accepted. I think it's also the fact that you know, censorship and maturity content laws have kind of been eased a bit, right? I mean, the fact that you have a plethora of more subscription-based kind of platforms like HBO, it meant that people had more flexibility in showing on screen more more lewd, more more gratuitous. Like more... Game of Thrones is a big thing. Yeah. And Game of Thrones is hella violent. Is Narcos on Netflix is also violent, and also it's got a lot of mature content, but... This is the reason why like people love the show because it it, it feels a little bit more real, you know. It, it 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 doesn't really sort of be around the bush and, and hide things. It really just wants to show you this is the full scape of how crazy this world is. We're not cutting corners, and I think that like nowadays manga and anime are sort of, at least anime specifically they're starting to push that a little bit. You know, not go like full frontal like crazy violence and nudity, but you know, pushing it to the point where. Maybe seeing a little bit of that stuff is fine. It's more accepted. And on top of that, there is the class what you what you would deem as the classical shonen genre, like Black Clover. I think is very uh, indicative of uh, the traditional classic shonen characteristics. I think My Hero Academia is also in that category of just really good. I mean, I can't really speak too much of Black Clover, but for My Hero Academia, I know, because I've watched all of it, it's good. It is heart-pumping, inspirational. There's a character that starts from nothing and becomes something. You know, power of love and friendship. And using that to fight against adversity. There's a very obvious good and bad person. Yeah, you need to be able to see the, 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 the difference between good and evil. And sometimes you might play a little bit on both sides, maybe make an anti-hero and whatnot, but generally the formula doesn't really sway. You mean like the Sasuke? Yeah. <laughs> you come back and be a better person, and it turns out there's someone even better than you. Yeah, and then you lose I mean, the show's arm, called yeah. Naruto, not Sasuke, so... Yeah, I get, yeah, sure. Not Sakura? No, no, she'll never get her own standalone <laughs> so show. So useless. Just watch. Now that I said that, they're going to make a Sakura spinoff now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be funny. Yeah, so... Actually, now that we talked about some of the more popular sh- running shows now, it, it, it's hard to include... Um, well, actually, can you include Demon Slayer if into the big three conversation? Because the manga is is over, but the anime is still running. I would... Like, how... How meticulous do we have to be with, with, with listing out the requirements to be in a big three? So we have been trying to figure this out off air beforehand. What would what we would say is the big three. I thought about it long and hard, and there are some obvious candidates. But at the end of the day, the big three is the big three. There is no new, no old. It's just those three properties. It's just historical to me. Yeah, and if say for example you say like like for the sake of the fact that the shows are quite recent, we'll just say it anyway, right? You could make an argument for uh, Demon Slayer. You can make an argument for My Hero Academia. Heck, you can even make a you can make, make an argument for Haikyuu. Definitely right. Even though Haikyuu uh, ended last year, I think it's still fresh in our memories. We should still be allowed to. And the to, anime to... is not finished. Oh, is it not? No, it's not. So to the top is not the final. Oh, okay. No, not even close. So eighty five episodes. That's not. We're not done yet. No. I think I'll have to. Cut, I'll, I'll have to start watching it soon. Then. Yeah, you have to. It's really good. So now, then, this begs the other question. Then, so we talked about those shows, right? We talked about Demon Slayer. We talked about um, <clears throat> My Hero Academia. We talked about Haikyuu. Do we still include One Piece in the conversation? 
because it's still running and it's still selling immensely well. Granted, it's been destroyed by Demon Slayer, but it's still in the top ten. Yeah, I would. I would consider it big three. I mean, would you consider an athlete when they have retired to have lost their legacy that they have back in the heyday? I wouldn't say so. True, but then like you would, it, it'd be hard to make an argument for them in this case because of the fact that if you were to put said athlete with two other contemporary athletes, you, do you think they'd be able to be at the same level right now? We're comparing stuff that happened back in time compared to what's happening right now. Right, but to quote yourself, it is One Piece is still relevant in the manga numbers. So if it were to, you know, fade out from existence, then yes, I would agree with your statement. But it's it's holding its own decently considering how long it has been in publication. So when we use the term big three, then we're going to have multiple big threes, right? We're going to have like the golden age big three, which is One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto. And then we now have the new age big three which would include one piece along with a mixture of other shows we just mentioned the problem that i have when i was trying to consider what would be in the big three modern big three is the fact that weekly shonen jump being an actual physical magazine that comes out every week and that gets released all over japan and convenience stores and everything so you can buy them I feel like also the fact that digital manga is now more relevant than ever. The fact that you can publish, self-publish your own manga on the internet without any backing whatsoever and still get a following like One Punch Man, like Mob Psycho. You, It's crazy to think that they're both done by the same person. And he's called The One. He's called One, right? One Punch Man and Mob Psycho are fantastic. It is fantastic. Don't watch season two, One Punch Man. I mean, just watch. I would say watch season two so you know how awesome season one was. Just ride the highs and the lows of One Punch Man, yeah. And then you just mellow out, I guess. Actually, yeah, speaking of which, would you throw in stuff like One Punch Man? Would you throw in stuff like. um, What else? Ah, Jujutsu Kaisen. Do you think that that would be considered in in the big three now? Uh. The stickler in me would say Jujutsu Kaisen was in Weekly Shonen Jump, One Punch Man was not. So if we be really anal retensive about details, then no, because it's not in Shonen Jump. So I guess the purist would say it is the top three ranked in Shonen Weekly Jump. I just feel like that definition is so... uh unusable nowadays Mm. unless if you say it's like the big 10 you know not talking about sports schools which is hilarious because there's 11 schools in the big 10 or 12 schools yeah yeah but the point is the ball game is just completely different the industry is so much larger the niche is not a niche that much anymore and even so there are multiple niches within the anime community and manga community just because your anime sells well does not mean the manga sells well, and vice versa. And I need to talk about a very, very popular series that you, Will, and I read and loved, Spy X Family. 
Oh man, that this is exactly why you you bring up the whole digital manga thing is great because it's so easy to just pick up a show now, pick up a manga and just start reading because of the fact that you have the Shonen Jump app, you have the Manga Plus app. Mm-hmm. It's not hard for you just to pick it up, read a couple chapters that are free, and then if you want to read more, you just subscribe to the service or you buy the digital slash. You actually buy the digital manga through the app. Yeah, and to make matters even more convoluted and hard to track you can buy individual chapters now as opposed to buying a whole volume like traditionally you would and rather than dropping like 7.99 for a full volume you could just drop a couple cents for you're 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 being optimistic here no 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 they are they are like some volumes are digital volumes i'm not talking paperback i know yeah some of the volumes that i buy are 10 12 us dollars yeah and you're also talking about series that have maybe 20 to 30 volumes (laughs) yeah Manga can be expensive. And it's a very expensive hobby, but I love it to death. So it is just crazy to me that there are so many different avenues, so many possibilities. And at the end of the day, everyone always harps on, well, there can only be three. There can only be third, second, and first. And that's it. Oh, it can only be from Shonen Jump when there is no uh, reason why it should be other than traditionally... It has been these three, and it's not even the Japanese population. I mean, I'm, I'm not Japanese, and I can't speak for all Japanese people. But the fact that no one really cares about or knows what Shonen Big 3 is in general, or coin it as a Western term, just dictates how much it is irrelevant there. Yeah, I think everybody needs to. I mean, like traditionally, you've seen it with with everything, right? We always when we talk about like shows, it's like okay, there's like a, a second runner up, a first runner up, and there's a champion. If you're playing, you're talking about sports. There's always going to be a you know a gold, silver, and bronze medal, right? So if you talk about you know manga and anime as well, there has to be a list of three, right? You have a ten, and then you have the top three. These are the these are the ones that like are like head above heels of everyone else. You can't compete against them, except that if we're talking about sales for manga in the past year, again, specifically for Japan, because Japan is very good when it comes to keeping up their stats. Not so much other places, but, you know, this is what we're here for. So according to Oricon, which keeps track of all manga sales within Japan, if we're talking about the top three, now I'll bend it a little bit because one of them is not a Shueisha property. It's actually... It's, it's Kingdom. Kingdom is not Shueisha. So for the sake of making things a little simple, we'll take that one out. The top three best-selling manga of 2020. In third was Haikyuu, which sold 7.2 million copies. 7.2 sounds sounds great. Over a year, you would expect like something to really blow you out of the water, sell like high double-digit in the millions, right? Second place was crazy because it was One Piece. And One Piece only barely sold more. They only sold half a million copies more than Haikyuu. And the number one was none other than Demon Slayer, which sold over 82 million copies of manga in Japan alone. So when we were talking about the big three, we did some rough calculations and discovered that even if you were to put One Piece, Bleach, Naruto at its peak in terms of selling volumes of manga, they cannot... Over the course of how many chapters, right? Yeah, they can't even beat half of what Demon Slayer did in one year. 
And Demon Slayer has been running for four years, has sold well over 140, 120 million copies. And it's ended. One Piece has not ended. Yeah. But the other thing about One Piece as well is back in 2001, when it was 2011, when it was still super popular, that year, Oricon mentioned that One Piece had sold 40 million copies, which is a fantastic number. Fast forward to 2018, sales had dropped down to eight. So it's been a steady decline. So I think what's what's happened now is that we're we're slowly moving away from considering this is from me as well. I don't speak on anyone else's behalf, but this is where I think that One Piece is slowly moving away from being that 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 top tier bust included in Big Three, and more moving towards the the goat slash classic kind of series that kind of category, the greatest of all time kind of category because. As much as it's still popular, I don't know how its popularity is now when you weigh it up against the likes of Haiku, the likes of Demon Slayer. And right now, Jujutsu Kaisen has also been killing it too. So there is a rough graphic of Jujutsu Kaisen selling, what was it, 30 million copies for its in circulation for the first 50... By the time it got to its 14th volume... It sold 30 million copies. And for those of you who don't know, that number is absurd. Jujutsu Kaisen started in 2018. So roughly, like just to make it simple, it averaged 10, 10 million copies a year. That alone would sell more than One Piece in recent times. In fact, within like the first 15 volumes, One Piece had sold 37 million copies. That's ins- that. That's Jujutsu Kaisen's on track to break that record. That that's insanity. So, another thing that we want to reiterate, I guess, the last thing that we would harp on is the direction and relevancy, which we have been talking about. The relevancy of Sh- Weekly Shonen Jump. We looked at the current lineup of Weekly Shonen Jump, and when we look at last year's lineup versus this year's lineup. There is actually a lot of cause for concern because, for example, Haikyuu, very well-known all over the world, anime is awesome, manga should be equally awesome, has ended last year. Demon Slayer, breaking world records everywhere. The mangaka earlier we said was in the uh, Times 100 Next list, also ended. Chainsaw Man has a anime adaptation. And they were selling manga like hotcakes too. Yes. And technically it part one has ended and they will announce part two, but let's just say part one has ended. So Promise Neverland, it's airing right now, season two, regardless of how you feel about it or how I feel about it, season one is really good. It has ended already. There has also been several other casualties of the lineup that, for one reason or the other, is just not in the picture anymore. My Hero Academia is still on there. I just feel like it's irrelevant now. to, Or not, not irrelevant now. The term Shonen Big 3 is not only irrelevant, but it's really difficult because... Demon Slayer, as you said, the anime is still ongoing. They announced a season two. 
haiku is ongoing, but the manga has ended. So when you say the big three, do you mean the manga big three or do you mean the anime big three or do you combine the two? Because as you said, as we said earlier, people, a good section of uh, the anime population just watch and does not read. They know what manga is. They may have read manga here and there, but they're not diehards. Like, for example, like Dragon Ball Z, right? We Or just Dragon Ball in general. We know that there are a load of fans that love the show. I don't know if many people have read the manga. But the I have ma- not read the manga. But the manga has sold, has sold almost like 300 million copies. Granted, over the span of like 30, 40 years. But that's, that's a lot of manga in circulation. So, like, I, I think we need to, you know, really step back and just see the whole landscape as objectively as possible it's hard i know because of the fact that for us we both have affinities to certain mediums right we 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 do love our manga but sometimes it's just much easier to to get sold on an anime especially if it looks pretty like demon slayer especially if it looks as hype as jujutsu kaisen i mean dude both of us have read chainsaw man but we are so fucking excited for when the when the anime comes especially because for me like it's mappa boy mappa Mappa are gonna. Well, I hope they kill it. I hope they do. It's 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 a it's a crazy time to to be an anime fan because if we really take into account what's been happening behind the scenes, specifically within the manga industry, as you mentioned, right? Certain certain shows that are super hype are done. Haikyuu's gone. Demon Slayer's gone. I think, we, for the sake of the argument. Chainsaw Man Part 1 is gone, and we don't know when Part 2 is going to come out. Right. Uh, I think that they're probably going to be rolling out a couple of uh, episodes, maybe one or two seasons of Chainsaw Man first before they make an announcement. I think maybe even at the end of Season 1 or maybe Season 2, they'll announce Part 2 of Chainsaw Man. Well, no, they did announce Part 2, but whether or not when it will be exactly. released. Exactly, when, when it will be released, the release date, I mean. So they they've talked about like what the what the arc is going to cover, um, but we don't know when the manga artist is going to start actually serializing it. So that one's still to be decided. But so we've seen now, right? Some of the most popular ongoing shows of today, the original source is gone. Shonen Jump is a bit of a bind right now because outside of One Piece, outside of Doctor Stone, outside of um, I, I forgot about Doctor Stone. Don't forget as well. Um, like Promised Neverland, that one ended, right? Mm-hmm. No, Doctor Stone did not end. Doctor no, Stone, no, is... no, Promised Neverland. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Doctor Stone's still ongoing. There's rumors that My Hero Academia might be ending soon. Right. I mean, it's getting to a point now where I think you're probably running out of stuff for it, and they might mm-hmm. want to end off with a bang. But yeah, like, we we we're starting to run out of stuff. And to make matters even more gray. Chainsaw Man is technically not in Weekly Shonen Jump anymore. It's moved over to Jump Plus, which is their online exclusive platform, which also houses Spy X Family. And the reason why we love Spy X Family is not only because it's good, it's sold, I think the first volume sold around 440 something thousand copies. It, it, it did phenomenally. And that's digital. In us in Japan, where digital is still a barrier for entry for a, a good section of people who adore physical media. I mean, the fact that 
Japanese people still care about Blu-ray sales for anime just tells you how much they cling on to the physical uh the physical copies. So, you know how there's um like five or six I think six volumes of Spike's Family totaling around I think right now they're at uh chapter 40. As of the end of 2020, they've sold 8 million copies. They've only been running for a year. That's insane. It's they it, don't have an anime adaptation yet. I would wager that they have to have an anime adaptation sooner rather than later. It's good. Yeah, you guys should read it. Spike's Family. It's a really fun time. I think that if people were to actually get onto the the the, the manga train, not a hard one. Um, also, I'm gonna try and predict the future. I think Wit Studio is gonna pick it up. Sure. Okay. Cool. All okay. Right. So. As you can hear, it's 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 a long discussion, but hopefully we can try and clear up what the big three sounds like, especially in today's world. I mean, what do you think your big three right now are? Do you think that the big three still exists? And if you do have a big three, why don't you just let us know? Drop us a comment and let us know what you think the current top big, big three uh, doesn't have to be Shonen, uh, Shonen Jump, or Shoisha. It could be any property whatsoever. So, Will, I know I was heavily resistant on naming big three of the modern generation. But what would you say is the big three right now? Does it, are, are we saying, like, properties in general? or do they Whatever have, you want. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, and One Piece. I would say... Sorry, no. Actually, no. I replaced One Piece with My Hair Academia. Oh, you... You, God damn it. I was going to say Jujutsu Kaisen, One Piece, and My Hero Academia. So not Chainsaw Man yet then. Only because right now maybe it's the only one that doesn't have an anime. Therefore, it's a little bit harder to judge. Yes. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair argument. Um, but you can see it, it's it's hard, right? There, there, you can make an argument for some shows. Some shows we can just completely write out. Like I don't know, understand why Black Clover is considered in the show. It, just because it falls a similar volume and it's... WSJ. Let, let, let us know because I have not read it. I have not read or watched or it. Or watched it. it, yeah. I mean, we haven't even talked about Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, that one's oh, that one's gotten a lot of popularity too. And it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Maybe I'll check it. Maybe I'll check out some episodes. Yeah, and report see. back. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, what do you think? Do you think that the future of the Big Three will still hold the same weight as it did back in the two thousands? I think a big three is a historical term that can only be attributed to One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. I think there is way too much competition, way too much good quality anime and manga out there. The barometer of digital versus physical is so hard to gauge and so hard to so hard to uh, determine whether or not the stats are even accurate. So I think it's just more of a history lesson and education rather than an actual debate on current relevance. Yeah. I mean, if you were to ask me like what the big three is, I probably would still say One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto. Same here. Absolutely. 100%. And then there might be some asshole that would be like, yeah, you know what? Like, my one is Black Clover and Boruto and some No other. man, it's Fire Force, man. Fire it's Force. JoJo. It's JoJo. Hey, hey okay, hey, 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 yeah. 
I, I don't want to make an argument for JoJo. Oh, I've been waiting to say because that. Because JoJo is in a class of its own. Oh, I've been, I've been waiting to drop the JoJo line all episode. Okay. All right. I guess we'll wrap it on JoJo. Yeah. So let us know what you think your top three is, your big three. This difference, right? If you think, even if you don't think they exist anymore, what do you think right now is, are the three shows that are driving the industry? And do you think that there's going to be anything new that will come up, like from a manga, that could probably change your list again? I mean, every year something new comes out. So who knows? Something, something awesome will come out again. All right. So that's probably the end of our uh, segment and our final thoughts. Just a little bit of housekeeping. You could always reach us through our email at gapallette at gmail.com. That's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com. You can reach us through Twitter at PalletGood. You could visit our website, www.goodanimepalette.com. It's a very nice website. It is a very nice website. I designed it from scratch. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From scratch, from a template. Yeah, but still. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I, I'll, I, hey, zero background in web design, okay? That actually was pretty awesome, actually. We also have a YouTube channel where you Woo! can... Where you, we are actually on YouTube now. But there is no video. It's just our audio. So if you want to consume it, our podcast through YouTube, by all means, you can go. You can do that. You just search. You'll find it. We also have a Discord server, and you can find details of that either on our website or we'll include it in the show notes. So if you want to come join us talk about anime tell us how wrong we are about anything tell us to check things out or not or just want to have a chat or tell us what your thoughts are suggestions for topics anything to be honest you know or if things have been a little bit tough and you want to cry a little bit we can arrange a an, an, anohana an anohana, viewing anohana uh, memorial you know an actual viewing we can watch a couple episodes together and just cry yeah we could do that a group cry on discord Okay. Just, just release those emotions. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm still so tilted. Oh, God. Okay. Music credits. Our intro is Green Lights by Jazar. You can find that at the freemusicarchive.org. Our break is Min 2019 by Minabu. And our outro is What You Thinking, the instrumental version by Wataboy. You can find our break music and our outro music at pixabay.com. So this has been a fun episode, especially for me. I, I really enjoyed being able to talk about new shows that I've been watching. Who knows? There might be a few more bombs that we're going to be dropping in the next couple of episodes. My train of thought has been halted because of this. I thought, hey, how bad can this surprise be? Oh, God. Uh, initially, what did you think it was? I think you mentioned like your, your Lion April or Haikyuu. No, no, no. I, I said Haikyuu. I said, oh, what did I say? I said... One other one that you were considering. Oh, uh, Higurashi? Oh, yes. Yes, When They Cry. Yeah, I thought that that would be, because that's topical, considering what we have been discussing for future topics. Uh, it's funny that all those shows are like, yeah, Your Line in April, Haikyuu, Higurashi, they're all on Netflix. Yeah, so I, oh, God. Just Spice and Wolf is on Netflix? Yeah, okay. I also thought about Planet that. Planet and After Story on Netflix? If you were to watch that, I'd be super pissed. Like, super, super pissed. I what, mean, I'm pretty what, pissed Planet about or? Yeah, Planet. Because well, we, can, we can watch that one together. Yeah, because I don't want to watch that alone. It, it, it was, it, it did leave me very, very lonely and empty when I realized I had just cried for five minutes after the end of the last episode of Anohana. Yeah. 
you remember that feeling, remember that dread, remember that depression, and that is how the edge lord is. So that's how I felt when I realized that a Tokyo Ghoul anime existed. <laughs> Just darkened, <laughs> depressed, lost, lonely. Okay, 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 okay. We 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 had a fun time recording, and um, yeah, we're gonna. We, we I think we do like it when we go into more sort of like analytical, historical kind of topics. You know, really trying to break down certain tropes, certain topics within anime that usually has been discussed over like the past couple of years, but. You know, putting our own spin on it. We hope to be able to roll out a few more of those, uh, and maybe just have some more fun episodes. I think we do have a uh, a discussion about um, a specific topic that one of our guests would be uh, very interested to to roll out with. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll let you know when the episode comes up. But until then, hope you have a enjoy the rest of your weekend. Or you know, actually, no, coming yeah, out on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Coming <laughs> out on Tuesday. Oh my God! Like, enjoy the rest of your week. We record on a weekend, guys, because yes. you know we have jobs and school is a job too. So yeah. So hopefully you enjoy this on your daily commute or maybe before you go to bed if it helps you sleep at night great um so we'll catch you very soon okay catch you on the flip side all right thank you